Well, good morning, both you here on campus and those joining us online this morning. We're so excited that you are starting the new year with us this morning. Uh, I hope you had a happy new year. I hope you had a good Christmas. I hope you made some good memories with you and your family. And I'm excited to jump into this new series that we're going to be doing uh, this week and next week. Me and Mike are doing It's called And I Will. Uh, And for this next two weeks, we're going to be focusing on this one verse in Scripture called Matthew 4.19. And before we dive into this morning, I just want to preface that this verse has the potential to impact your whole year. And not just your year, but change the trajectory of your life if you're willing to lean into it. But before we do that, I want to ask you, have you ever wanted to be really great at something and you just weren't? Like, have any of you ever wanted to, like, be in a rock band, but you have no musical talent, like, whatsoever? Because that's me. Uh, I also, one thing I really wish I was good at is anything involving the outdoors. I'm terrible with anything that requires going outside. Like, I look like I was made for Lazy Boy and air conditioning, and that is a correct assessment of me. Like, that is who I am as a person. Uh, But... I get this, like, desire every once in a while that I'm going to be manly in my mind and I'm going to go out and do something outdoorsy. And one day, as I'm sitting with my best friend, I say, we should go kayaking. Now, mind you, I've never been in a kayak any other time in my life at this moment. Like, for some reason, it just dawned on me, hey, let's hop in a kayak today. And apparently, you can rent a kayak in two minutes on your phone because that's what my best friend did. He seized the opportunity, and we found ourselves that Saturday in the middle of Caesars Creek Lake, pushing these kayaks into the water. And have you ever started to try something new and, like, you get in the the groove of it and you're like, oh, I've got this. This is a piece of cake. Like, this is going to be the easiest thing ever. Until about 10 minutes in, because that was me when I find myself, the kayak tipping into the water and falling in. And so, naturally, I swallow my pride and I flip the kayak over and I hop back in and everything's fine for about 10 more minutes, and then I fell back into the water, and this was a reoccurring theme that day (laughs) out on the lake. But I tell that story because oftentimes trying something new is scary. And this life that God calls you and I into is something new most of the time. This adventure that Jesus beckons us towards is new. And it requires us stepping out to step into what God has for us. But to do that, it often means doing something we've never done before. It often means being willing to participate in this kingdom. And so with that being said, we're going to take a look at the story in Scripture this morning where Jesus calls his first disciples who were out fishing. These ordinary men who were just doing their job, who he invites into his story. But before we do that, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to dive into Luke chapter 5. So let's pray real quick. Heavenly Father, we just want to say thank you for this morning. Thank you for this opportunity we get to hear your word. It's in your son's name I pray. Amen. In Luke chapter 5, it says this, On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennaret, and he saw two boats by the lake, But the fishermen had gone out from them, washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked to put it out a little bit from land. And he sat and taught people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon said, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. But at your word, 
I will let down the net. Putting myself in Peter's shoes for a moment, I have to imagine that he's probably frustrated when he's asked to throw the net into the water. Like, he is a trained fisherman. He spent his life working on this craft, and he's been failing at it all day long. Like, all night long. He caught nothing. But then this teacher shows up, and he gets in his boat, and he begins to teach. Then he says, toss the net out. And even as Simon willingly does it, he notes, he's like, I've caught nothing. Like, this is a bad day to go fishing. But for most of the disciples who were fishermen every day, it was a bad day to go fishing. And so he, on the command of Jesus, tasked the net out. And now you and I, we hear this and we're like, of course, if Jesus tells you to do something, you would do it. But for Peter in this moment, all Jesus was to him at this point in time was a teacher who stepped into his boat. This is before Peter's confession of faith. This is before Peter acknowledges who Jesus is and who he, and who he will be to everyone in the world. But willingly, Peter casts his net and he obeys what Jesus asked him to do. And then it says this. When they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. And they signaled to their partners to come in to the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats, so they began to sink. But when Simon, Peter, saw it, he fell down to Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats in, they left everything and followed. Or, as Matthew 4.19 says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. What I find so fascinating about this story is that we read in Scripture that Peter had a family. He had responsibilities. He had a job. But despite all of that, without question, he leaves everything behind to follow this teacher, to follow this man named Jesus. And now you and I, we have the knowledge of knowing who Jesus is, and we have the knowledge of knowing what Peter's story would end up being how he would go on to help start the early church, how he would preach at Pentecost and see thousands saved. But Peter, in this moment, knows none of that as he stands in the boat and is faced with a choice, the same choice you and I are often faced with. Will we step out and step into adventure with Jesus, or will we stay in the boat? This verse, Matthew 4, 19 it's also incredibly important because it's where we here at MCC get our definition of what is a disciple. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. We believe that a disciple of Jesus is someone who is following Jesus, being changed by Jesus, and committed to the mission of Jesus. And that first part, follow me, is incredibly important. Because if you take that notion to heart and you commit yourself to Jesus... It has the potential to change your year and the rest of your life. And that's our first point this morning, is that we should commit ourselves to Jesus. 
And now I know there's a tendency when, uh, especially those of us who are followers of Jesus in the room, hear this, that we can simply ignore it and brush past it. But I want to remind us this morning that a commitment to Jesus is not a one-and-done passive thing. It is a lifelong, continual commitment. It is this daily understanding of dying to oneself and stepping into this newness of life that Jesus says he offers. And to do that, we must die to ourselves and embrace his story. Each one of us has that moment where we are in the boat and Jesus reaches out his hand and he says, follow me. And each one of us have that choice. But we grab his hand and step into an adventure, not knowing what the destination has. Or we stay in the boat because we have responsibilities, we have a family, we have a job, we have this, we have that. But Jesus is not asking us to stay in the boat. He's asking us to step out and to step into what he has for us. And that requires us taking an action, this daily commitment to die to self, and to enter into the newness of life that he offers. I'm incredibly excited because at the end of this hour, we have a baptism happening. One of our third grade children, uh, Abby, is being baptized. That's incredibly exciting as this third grade child is making her commitment in faith this morning. And maybe there's some of you in this room who have yet to commit to Jesus. Or maybe some of you in this room were just brought to church or dragged along by mom or dad, whatever your story may be. I just want you to know this morning that there is a Savior who is reaching out his hand and inviting you into a new story. It just starts with you saying yes. It starts with you choosing to make a commitment. And he will begin to transform your life. Because follow me and I will, Jesus says. I love that phrase, and I will because it reminds us that Jesus is going to do something in our lives. And that's the second point for this morning. Allow Jesus to change you. Change, too, is not some passive thing that we get to partake in. It's not just secret work of the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us. It is this active thing that you and I get to participate in. You and I get to participate in this process of allowing Jesus to change us. And what I love is we have a class here at MCC called First Step. It happens on the first and second Sunday of every month, and Mike teaches that. And it's also available online if those Sundays don't work for you. But in that class, we talk about these seven spiritual habits that we believe are incredibly important. And these seven spiritual habits have the opportunity to help you experience the change that Jesus has for you. And these habits are simple. It starts with reading Scripture. And might I preface, reading scripture daily, not just hearing it on Sunday, but allowing it to affect your Monday through Friday as well. Reflecting on that scripture, not just reading it, but allowing it to transform your mind and see what God might be saying to you through these stories. Prayer, having a conversation with God daily between a child and their father, thanking him, worshiping him, and laying your burdens at his feet. Confessing our sins, not just to God in prayer, but also to followers of Jesus who are we are walking alongside in this life, people who will push us closer to the one who frees us from sin and death. Journaling, 
not an aspect of Dear Diary, this happened today, but this idea of journaling our prayers and journaling things that God might be doing in our lives so that we can look back and reflect on them. And lastly, tithing. This idea that we each get these blessings from God, both our time, our talent, and our treasure, and what's it look like to give those back because if every good thing comes from him, then my resources are mine, they belong to him, and so I tithe those back. Each one of these talent, or not talents, habits, have the ability to transform your life. And one of the ones that always sticks out to me on there is journaling. Because we don't necessarily have like a great verse in the Bible that says, hey, you should go journal, right? Like that's not in there. Yeah, but, <laughs> but with that being said, uh, it's a habit that I've practiced, especially since I started ministry back in 2016. And I keep all of my old journals. I usually buy these little black moleskin journals. And I get these journals and I begin to just write. And you could open this up and you would find different things in here. You'd find prayers. You'd find lists of people who I'm praying for. You would find notes about a message. You would find notes from a sermon I listened to. But as I was going through this journal... And this is from 2017, the century. As I was reading through it, I found this uh, spot. And it, it just kind of hit me as I was reading it and prepping for this message. Because it showed me the pattern of how God has changed me in my life. This journal entry from 2017 was written right as I was getting ready to enter into a pretty hard meeting. And it says this. It says, God, lead me over the next 24 hours. Lead me into what you are calling me towards. Lead me, Father. Lead me towards the next step you have for me. Lead me, lead me, lead me. And after I had written those words, I had called a mentor on the phone, and in the conversation, he had said these words to me that I just wrote them down. It says, do good, keep moving, trust. And that word trust has always been incredibly difficult for me. I don't know about you, but trusting in the unknown and trusting that God will do what he says he will has always been a difficult thing for me because I like to have control in my life and I like to be in control. But as I was reflecting on that journal, I picked up the one underneath of it, which was from the year 2020. And in 2020, I was in the midst of a couple of different transitions and I was wondering what was next for me. And as I was wondering what was next, I wrote out this really deep personal prayer. And at the very end, I wrote these lines. Lord, whatever you have for me, I humbly accept. The first prayer was steeped in anxiety, worry, and fear. The second prayer, three years later, was rooted in trust that God will do what he says he will and that he will lead me where he wants me to be. That didn't happen overnight. That change that I experienced wasn't an overnight thing. It was three, four years of a lot of hard work, a lot of doing good, keep moving, and trusting the process of who God is and who he says he is. And leaning into those habits that I listed earlier. And over the course of three to four years, 
my prayers changed. And I was able to see that through this habit of journaling. Because journaling allows us to see the thread of God's faithfulness in our lives. Writing down our prayers, writing down how God is moving in our lives allows us to see how he might be moving in each one of us and how he might be changing us. These spiritual habits have power to transform each and every one of us. But it starts with the commitment to do them. And so we each have this new opportunity Monday. It's the first Monday of the year, right? We have this really great opportunity. And I know that list is exhaustive and there's like seven things on there and you may not know where to start. But my challenge to you is just to pick one that you might want to lean into for this first month and begin building a habit of. And if you need a suggestion, might I start with just reading scripture? There's plenty of plans on the YouVersion Bible app. You can figure out how to install it at the table out there. We'd love to help you with that. But there are tons of opportunities on that app alone for you to dive into Scripture daily. Might I suggest starting there? And see where God will lead you from January 1 to December 31st. Follow Jesus and see what he will do this year. Because he has a mission for you and I that Mike's going to talk about next week. And he's going to invite us into the story of what God is doing. But to do that, we must first take the hand of the Savior who is reaching out and saying, follow me and I will do something in you. That's what Jesus says. He will do something if we just simply follow him. And so each week we come to this time of communion. This time where we get to reflect on the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. And it would have been enough just to save us. It would have been more than enough for him to die on the cross. But not only does he do that, he invites us into a new story. But it all starts with the sacrifice. With the bread that represents his body that was broken for you and I. And then for the blood, the juice that represents it, and the forgiveness of our sins and washing us clean. Heavenly Father, we just want to say thank you. Thank you that you are a God who redeems us, who heals us, and invites us into a new story that all starts with us just taking your hand and seeing what you will do. God, we celebrate that. And for those of us who have yet to commit to you, God, I ask that you nudge on our hearts this morning so that we might make a daily commitment to you, follow you. And for Abby, who is getting ready to be baptized, God, we pray for her and her journey that she is about to experience. God, we're so excited for her. We thank you for what you are doing in the lives of the children here at MCC. May we continue to be a people who follow you to see what you will do, because we believe you'll do something great. It's in the name of Jesus I pray. Amen.